You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. Morrow County, Ohio is my home. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Oh, Mr. Mike. Hey, Joey. We are finally back in the seats. Yes, we are. In the same room, recording <laughs> the same podcast. And it's much nicer this way, but uh, I'm glad your family is is beyond the uh, COVID crisis. Oh, man. So am I. I, I felt really terrible for about 36 hours. Did you? I did. I, I mean, Saturday night, I felt, um, I felt really rough. Mm-hmm. And I had a negative test that day, that afternoon. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, what about you, Mike? Feeling good? Everything's still uh, hunky-dory? I'm, I'm well and, and alive on, on the right side of the sod. Well, that is, uh, that is a good thing. I mean, yes, not everybody can say that. So, um, And if they weren't... On then the they right couldn't side, say it. They, well, I mean, if they did, it would be a little bit of an issue. We'd have to have a conversation. Um, so, Mike, coming up here, you know, we're we're in February. Yes, we are. I mean, technically, we're still in January. This is the 30th Sunday. Tomorrow's the 31st Monday. And then Tuesday is the 1st. Well, most people will be hearing this in February anyhow, so... Yeah, um, so most of our uh, downloads don't happen on Mondays. They usually happen on Wednesday. Oh, really? Yeah, from what I can see at the track and trend, that's when it tends to happen, Wednesday, Thursday. So anyway, happy February, y'all. February 1st, which is Tuesday, Sip and Knit. Chunky Knit Valentine's Day Heart Pillows at Bunker's Mill at 6 p.m. Join us for a fun class of drinking wine and crocheting Chunky Valentine's Day Heart Pillows. Each person of drinking age will receive one free drink ticket and lush and plush yarn to complete one pillow each. Bring a friend or a loved one and experience a great night out. Doesn't that sound like fun? Yeah, but if you drink too much wine, I wonder if that will actually look like a heart when you're done. Well, it might. So the yarn, the yarn's like huge. Oh, really? Like it's about the size of a quarter in diameter like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You're not telling yarns here, are you? No. Okay. Not at all. But it looks like a water hose. I mean, that's what it looks like. Really? Yeah. It's it's super thick, um, super thick yarn. Uh, and then on, uh, see, if that was Tuesday, Friday, the 6th is going to be Stuff the Pig. I'm sorry. Friday the 3rd, folks, at 6 yes. p.m. Okay. <laughs> uh, Stuff the Pig Scholarship Fund at Seniors on Center. Um, you want to... Um, Help the women of Morrow County support other young ladies of the county uh, in their endeavors as they uh, raise money to stuff the pig to help them with scholarships for college. And then on... uh, So they're going to go hog wild. Yes. Okay. Uh, Sorry, that was... um, That was unscripted. (laughs) That was very unscripted and... uh, all right, so that's the first one for the day, Mike. I'm just telling you that, okay? Okay. All right. At some point, you may get the applause. All right. It just depends on, on what you do here. Um, let's see. Uh, starting February the 4th at uh, 8 p.m., karaoke contest at the End Zone Bar and Grill. Pay attention later in this podcast for the commercial for that. It starts February 4th. February 11th, February 18th, February 25th, and then the final round is on March 4th. All of those are on Friday nights at 8 p.m. This is a fundraiser for Mara Little Theater. Special thank you to Lindsay Warner and Betsy Wright, who uh, are pushing this event for us. 
and it's going to be a great time. Uh, Finley Entertainment is donating uh, the grand prize, and um, it's going to be a blast, Mike. We're taking um, at least two people from the first four weeks to the final round. It's a $10 donation to get into it. Um, so if you don't make it on weeks one through three, you have a chance on week on week uh, four to get in. Um, it's going to be a blast. It really, really is. I'm super excited about that. I can't wait. And everybody thinks they can sing. Well, I'm yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I take it back. Not everybody. Most people do think that they can sing, especially in the shower, because everybody sounds good in the shower, right? I haven't listened to everybody in the shower, so I don't know. <laughs> All right. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna do that. Uh, February the 14th is pesticide and fertilizer application recertification put on by the Ohio State University Extension Center of Morrow County. This is a recertification class for uh, folks who hold a pesticide and or fertilizer license. Please register at the office by calling four one nine nine four seven one zero seven zero. Uh, and that is on February the 14th, so I think that's a Monday, uh, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. I'm sure that uh, you will want to do that if you had that license. I didn't even know that was a licensing thing, like something you had to have a license for. And I, when I worked at ODOT, there were guys who would spray guardrail uh, with weed killer and things, mm-hmm. signs, and they had to have right their pesticide license or sure. you know, weed killer license, whatever. Uh, let's see here. Um, oh, also on the 14th and 15th, Hearts on Fire dinner from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at Bunkers Mill Winery in Cardington. And it's being um, sub-hosted by the Cardington Market on Valentine's Day. They're having their Valentine's Day heart, Hearts hearts on Fire. Uh, join our, jo- sorry, join your sweetie at Bunkers Mill Winery Monday, February 14th at 6 p.m for spaghetti and meatball dinner from the Cardington Market. Each couple receives a custom hand-blown heart pendant from a local artist, Holly Counts. Tickets are $75 per couple, sold only by the couple, meaning that, Mike, you can't get one on your own. Oh. You have to have somebody with you. Okay, I was wondering a couple of what? Yeah, a couple of... of, uh, humans okay yeah um and and i i must say also that the uh, uh cardington market has super super food the i've been there many times posted, oh and lynn the loaf looks really good well yeah um he passed away last week oh yeah meatloaf. Yeah, yeah he did yeah that's not who i was talking about meatloaf. okay but uh lynn that runs the cardington um market is one of my classmates we graduated together would she claim you Probably not. All right, I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, begin the evening with a glass of uh, uh, with a glass blowing demonstration by Holly, as she makes her anatomically correct hearts. That, Excuse me. That's cool. Anatomically correct hearts. Okay. So everyone thinks that it's you know the right heart. No, that's not at all what the heart looks. No, like. the heart doesn't look like. It that. looks more like a fist, mm-hmm. kind of. If you look at it. Um, Let's see here. Each couple will then select one heart pendant from Holly's curated collection. After the demonstration, each couple will have a dinner for two from the Cardington Market spaghetti and meatballs, garlic toast on, um, and a side salad with a special dressing. Lynn is also creating a special cookie crust cheesecake that the winery is pairing with a glass of their port. Tickets must be purchased by Wednesday, February 9th. 
A glass of wine with dessert is included in the ticket. Any other wine is purchased by the guest. So one glass of wine is on them. The rest are on you. Uh, please don't spill them. You'll make a mess. But if it's on you, you're going to have to spill it. Right. I know. That's what I'm saying. Don't spill it because it'll be on you. Anyway, uh, February 19th, Mom Prom, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. at Hope Cabins up at uh, 19 and 288. It's Mom Prom time. Get your dress and your shoes and let's dance. Uh, February 21st at 6 p.m., Introduction to Becoming a Master Gardener Volunteer put on by the Ohio State University Extension Office of Morrow County. Now, this is a long one, Mike, so I am going to have to blow this up on my screen. It is a full poster. It's the best. It's the only way I could find it okay. on Facebook to share. So, share your love for gardening while giving back to our community. Learn. Master Gardener trainees receive university-level training in horticulture from Ohio State University Extension in the areas of botany, soils, trees, flowers, lawns, fruits, uh, and vegetables, entomology, pest management, and diagnostic skills. Trainees must complete a minimum of 40 hours of training. Give. After training, new volunteers will work with each other in various activities in Morrow County to meet 50 hours of service their first year. Opportunities include answering horticulture questions that come into the office, educating local gardeners on plant selection or issues, helping kids maintain a community garden, and more. There's plenty of work to be done in our communities, and you can be a part of it. Grow. Master gardeners enjoy the social aspect of learning together, volunteering together, and helping others in our county. Join if you have an interest in gardening, want to learn more, and want to help your community grow, the Ohio State University Master Gardener Program is for you. Training programs will be every Monday in March, April, and May, 16th and 23rd, June 13th and 20th, July 11th and 18th, August 8th and 15th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. So it looks like here, the way I read this is in March, April, March and April, it's every Monday evening from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., and then May 16th and 23rd, June 13th and 20th, July 11th and 18th, August 8th and 15th, It is uh, those are Mondays, and those are also going to be 6 to 9 p.m. It says, to learn more about Master Gardening Program, please attend our informational meeting on Monday, February 21st at 6 p.m. at the Ag Credit Upstairs Conference Room uh, at the Morrow County, Ohio Extension Office. Uh, please call Carrie Jagger with any questions at 419-947-1070 or email her at jagger, J-A-G-G-E-R dot six at OSU dot edu for more information. Now, that was a lot. So now we're going to go to this one. The 42nd Annual Consignment Sale. Yoo-hoo, the Carhartt Convention. That's right. February 26th, starting at 9 a.m. Grab those Carhartt bibs and coat. Put on your warm socks and boots. The consignment sale is coming. And then uh, thanks to Russ uh, Mayer again here, who sent us the small farm conference on March the 12th at 8 a.m. at the Ohio State Mansfield College campus. Uh, Do you own a few acres that you want to be productive, but you're not sure what to do with it? Do you have a passion for farming and turning your piece of this wonderful earth into a food-producing oasis? Do you own land or forest that you're not quite sure how to manage? 
Do you want livestock but have questions about fencing and forage? Do you raise or produce products that you would like to market and sell off your farm, but you're not sure how to make it successful? If you're asking yourself these questions, you should think about attending the 2022 Small Farm Conference, Sowing Seeds for Success, on March 12th from 8 to 3.30 p.m. at the Mansfield OSU campus um, in Ovalwood Hall. The campus is just minutes from I-71 and U.S. 30. Please visit um, osu.edu edu forward slash OSU Farm Conference 2022 for class and registration details or call Carrie Jagger at 419-947-1070 or you can email her at uh, jagger.6 at osu.edu. And um, there was one other thing I wanted to share that came in from our friend, uh, Kevin Help. And while I am looking for this, because I just remembered, um, Mike, do you have any anything you want to add to uh, the upcoming events here? Um, no, I don't. Oh, you're killing me. <laughs> Would you like me to sing as a bridge here? No, thank you. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see here. Let me go back to my main page. So we got a, a message from Kevin, and I found it pretty interesting because it's going to lead into my next story here. Um, he shared with us a question about um, some of the things that used to happen that no longer happen anymore. And I, I know that's kind of a... Um, open-ended question. Is this local things or national things? Um, I haven't seen this. So it's it's local, and he said, and for some reason now it is, it's not, um, it's not pulling it up. Um, let me see if it's here under this. Um, he so he asked me a question. Oh, here it is. Um, do you suppose there are many residents who remember East Cedar Street, in Mount Gilead, being closed for sledding? I don't remember that. Of course, I was out in the country, so I wouldn't know. And he said, um, thus the question, where did kids or families sled or ice skate in Morrow County in the 1950s through the 1990s? You don't see ice skates today, very few sleds or only sleds for toddlers. Uh, church teen groups would, ha- would have sledding and skating parties with fires, hot chocolate. Um, and I found that pretty interesting that he sent that to us Um and he also sent us a little um, story, a little or a little poem, I guess. It's called Down Cherry Street Hill. Come on, Tom, called Dick. Uh, come and get in the sled race. We are going to race down Cherry Street Hill, Tom said. Here I come. I want to get in the race. My sled is old, but it is a good sled. It's got a couple of kids, and they're waving at each other, and they're on their... <laughs> and that's obviously not and Cherry Street in Mount Gilead. No. There, there are no hills. <laughs> the, not Well, there is. So if you go South Cherry Street... Yes, down, down towards, towards South Street, yes. However, I would not want to sled down that piece because there's no way you could stop before you that's go right. out to... Uh, that would, that's pretty it, steep. Yeah, what is, that, um, what is that road that goes down through there? North... North Street or South Street? Is that what it is? South Street? Yeah, South Street. Yeah, you, there's no way you could stop, and there's no way anybody could see you, right? If you if you flew on down through there. So, um, Kevin, thanks for uh, sending us that. And uh, Mike, by the way, so have you seen the news recently? How about Facebook news? You know, um, 
<laughs> I've seen some of it. All right, so we have something big coming this week. Well, yes, we do. So about last middle of the week, week, yeah, last week we talked about the blizzard of '78. Yes. This week we're going to talk about Winter Storm Landon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Early models are showing heavy snow and possibly a quarter inch of ice or more at this current point on uh, Sunday, January 30th, 2022. Uh, it all depends on the track of the storm. Right now, it looks like Morrow County appears to be just above the line where we might see 16 inches of snow. And this is towards the middle of the week? That's uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday right. in that area. They're not sure if it's going to speed up or slow down. because um, it. And, and honestly, it looks like it's going to be dumping either significant rain or snow all the way from Texas up. So we're going to have ice and then snow, according to the models we're seeing right now. Potentially. Yes. Potentially. It all depends on timing. Um, so 16, that's 1-6. Six. 16 inches of snow. Um and it, like I said, it could be Wednesday, Thursday, somewhere in there. They're not really sure. Now, if you remember, a year ago this week, mm-hmm. or about a year ago, we were digging out from a winter storm. Yes, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I was out shoveling, and I had shoveled a single path all the way from my garage down to the road. Uh, and I was headed back up, but I was going to clean out around the drive end of the driveway first. And the neighbor came with his skid loader. <laughs> Good timing, huh? Perfect timing. I was exhausted when that happened. Um, Mike also wanted to share coming up is uh, the Sweet Delilah Swim Club from Mar Little Theater. The auditions for that are going to be Sunday, February 6th at 6 p.m. And um, then uh, Tuesday, I'm sorry, February 8th at 6 p.m. And those are going to be held at 83 South Main Street in Mount Gilead. You'll park in the public parking there by La Cabanita or the Morrow Health Center mm-hmm. um, or right there next to the True Value and then walk down. Now, the sign out front says Brucker and Associates. Uh, it's not been changed yet to Mar Little Theater, uh, but we're working on that. So this is going to be a cast of five women. Um, they all relatively need to be about the same age. Uh, typically in their forties, uh, we will age you as you go through the show. It's a great, great story, Mike, super story about friendship and such. So that's coming up from our little theater. Um, and then that show is going to be February, I'm sorry, March 25th, 6th and 7th. Um, and then we have our, and where's that going to be? That's uh, going to be at Trinity. Okay. Trinity United Methodist church, okay. same place, same bat time, same bat, bat channel at, uh, Trinity, um, on the last weekend there that we had our, Christmas show okay. um, in November. So that's um, that's coming up. And then uh, the 11th and 12th of February, super, I mean, that's this is coming up, our big uh, mystery dinner theater. And there'll be a commercial for that coming up here soon. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. all right, Mike, you got anything else? Um, I think that's about it. You think that's too much? No, I think that's, I think that's perfect. I think it's too much. <laughs> it's way too much. Um, so wanted to share with you also um, our friend, Mark, Johnson. Oh, yes. The creator of the intro music, not all of the other stuff that I've added to yeah, it. You created some of those voices we have there. Yes, and pulled a couple of them from other people's stuff. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm going to have to add some more fun things from our. I'm, I'm still digging through some of the old podcasts to find oh. some of the funny things. Through our archives. Yeah, through the archives of, you know, all 44. This is number 45, by 45, the way. 45, yeah. So um, we are almost caught up to the number of presidents we've had 
awkward pause. <laughs> anyway, um, so Mark Johnson uh, has the Beck and Joey show. And um, I didn't know this until this week when his sister posted that he is, uh, he actually has some uh, gear, some gear for Beck and Joey. And it's, they, he's got a calendar. Uh, he's got um, merchandise. That's the word I was looking for. This COVID brain is still getting to me here. Um, coffee mugs. He's got a bracelet that says the Beck and Joey show. It's one of those uh, like silicone ones mm-hmm. um, with the calendar. Looks pretty cool. He actually just posted a video yesterday. Yes. Yesterday uh, or Friday uh, talking about, um, I'm sorry, the 27th is when he did, talking about uh, the sneak peek that he was going to share today on the 30th. So uh, go out there and look up the Beck and Joey show with local artist Mark Johnson. It's his uh, creation here. And I think I want to say that Joey is named after me. Okay. I couldn't get my Mark to say that when he was here, but I'm just going to say that now. I'm going to call that out. I think that's the case. Okay, so I'm trying to figure out what are Beck and Joey? What kind of animals are they? I think Beck is a rabbit and Joey is a pig. Okay. Oh, wait. That would fit. Wow. Yeah, I I mean that's what it looks like, but I think I just called myself a pig. Anyway, all right, so um, Mike, I think that is going to do it for this, and we are going to go to our first commercial. All right. Join us for Freedom Fest Ohio, July 1st and 2nd, 2022 at the Morrow County Fairgrounds, brought to you by Finley Entertainment. Celebrate freedom with the Nate Williams Band, Austin French, and headliner Crowder on July 1st, Friday night, starting at 6.30 p.m., then on Saturday, July 2nd. Join Scott Stevens, Heath Sanders, Rodney Atkins, and headliner Justin Moore. Tickets are on sale now. Visit FreedomFestOhio.com. All right, Mike. I found another website that I want to share with people. Now, this could be because I am married to the uh, executive director of the Chamber of Commerce that I'm sharing this. However, she doesn't know that I'm sharing it. If you go to Morrow Chamber dot com across the top and go over to events and then click on community events angela has been putting in all the events that she can find online so intro to photoshop is a class on february 3rd um that is coming up and that is um let's see here uh it's at um cardington school yeah no cardington public library so if you're looking at wanting to get into Photoshop a little bit, she's got the karaoke contest for MLT. Uh, February the 9th is Microsoft 101, and that is also being put on by Cardington Lincoln Public Library. Um, there's a lunch and learn. So if you are a chamber member, there are lunch and learns uh, scheduled uh, every month. And this month, Mike, I am going to be the special guest for the chamber. I'm going to be talking about Emergency management and continuity of business operations. It sounds like a pretty cool topic, right? Uh, wake up. Wake up, Mike. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to be talking about that. She's got, um, man, she's got all kinds of stuff on here uh, that she, you know, if you have a LinkedIn profile or you want one, uh, there's a, a class that you can take to get signed up on that. Um, man, she really has all kinds of stuff loaded in here. But visit morrowchamber.com uh, to get more information there. Okay. So, Mr. Mike, here is commercial number two. Hey you, 
Yeah, you, listening here at Marawology. I know and you know that Valentine's Day is coming up and you have not purchased your tickets to the Mystery Club Dinner Theater that we're hosting on February 11th and 12th at 7 p.m. Mar Little Theater is putting on a youth production and we want to see you there for dinner and a show. Call 419-751-2177 to reserve your tickets. Now, Mike, I can tell you, tickets to that show are going very quickly. Yeah, so you said, yeah. So we can only do 144 seats, so 72 each night. And I got to tell you, we are almost sold out for Saturday night, and Friday is looking pretty full. So if you are interested, please call 419-751-2177 to reserve your tickets. I, Joey Powell, will be giving you a call back to uh, verify your tickets and to figure out a payment option because we do have to pay for the meals before we get going so with that being said mr mike let's do the flashback all right mike what are we talking about well since february is black history month um morrow county had a big part in the underground railroad today i'm just going to talk about what the underground railroad is and its importance in the um freeing of slaves and the information i'm using is from eastern illinois university um they provide uh, educational resources the underground railroad was an important part of our nation's history however many of the fascinating and lesser known details regarding it are not included within many textbooks the underground railroad was a secret system developed to aid fugitive slaves on their escape to freedom uh involvement in in the Underground Railroad was not only dangerous, but it was also illegal. So to help protect themselves and their mission, secret codes were created. The term Underground Railroad referred to the entire system, which uh, consisted of many routes called lines. The free individuals who helped runaway slaves travel toward freedom were called conductors, and the fugitive slaves were referred to as cargo. The safe houses used as hiding places Along the lines of the Underground Railroad were called stations. A lit lantern hung outside would identify these stations. Traveling along the Underground Railroad was a long, perilous journey for fugitive slaves to reach their freedom. Runaway slaves had to travel great distances, many times on foot, in a short amount of time. They did this with little or no food and no protection from the slave catchers chasing them. Slave owners were not the only pursuers of fugitive slaves, in order to entice others to assist, assist in the capture of these slaves, their owners would post reward posters offering payment for the capture of their property. If they were caught, any number of terrible things could happen to them. Many captured fugitive slaves were flogged, branded, jailed, sold back into slavery, or even killed. Not only did fugitive slaves have the fear of starvation and capture, but there were also threats presented by their surroundings. While traveling for long periods of time in the wilderness, they would have to find, fend off animals wanting to kill and eat them, cross treacherous uh, terrain, and survive severe temperatures. For the slaves traveling north on the Underground Railroad, they were still in danger once they entered northern states. The Fugitive Slave Act of 1850 allowed and encouraged the capture of fugitive slaves due to the fact that they were seen as stolen property rather than abused human beings. The Fugitive Slave Law of 1850 also outlawed the abetting of fugitive slaves. Their safety and freedom would not be reached 
until the until they entered into Canada. Not all slaves traveled north. There were also underground railroad lines that led south en route for Mexico and the Caribbean. One of the many fugitive slaves impacted by the fugitive slave law was Anthony Burns. He was taken from his northern residence, arrested and tried under the law of Boston, Massachusetts. His arrest spurred black and white abolitionists and citizens of Boston to riot and protest. After the trial, Burns was taken back to cruelty of the South, which he thought he had escaped from. While he was uh, enduring his return to slavery, abolitionists were working to raise funds, and within a year of his trial, they had enough money to buy his freedom. And that information came from the Library of Congress, American Memory, and America's Library, which was accessed of, uh, in 2008. Frederick Douglass was another fugitive slave who escaped slavery. He escaped not on the Underground Railroad, but on a real train. He disguised himself as a sailor, but this was not enough. He needed to show proof that he was free. And since he was a runaway slave who did not have free papers, he borrowed a seaman's protection certificate that stated a sailor was a citizen of the U.S. Luckily, the train conductor did not look closely at the papers, and Douglas gained his passage to freedom. Unfortunately, not all runaway slaves made it to freedom, but many of those who did manage to escape uh, went on to tell their stories of flight from slavery and to help other slaves not yet free. Harriet Tubman, Henry Bibb, Anthony Burns, Addison White, Josiah Henson, and John Parker all escaped slavery via the Underground Railroad. Henry Box Brown, another fugitive slave, escaped in a rather different way. He shipped himself in a three-foot-long by two-and-a-half-foot-deep by two-foot-wide box from Richmond, Virginia, to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. When he was removed from the box, he came out singing. Um, I think I'm going to stop there, and we'll share more about the Underground Railroad next week. And then the last couple of weeks of February, we're going to uh, talk about a specific instance here in Morrow County. Yep, and so this is part of our special that we were kind of teasing a little bit. Yeah, um, that we felt that would be you know really cool to share about you know Morrow County history. And if you look, there are several um, locations mm-hmm. in Morrow County. Oh yes, um, that were part of the underground. I, I have pictures today, but pictures don't show very well on a podcast. Unless no, <laughs> if you take pictures of those pictures, though, we, we could put them on them there, on couldn't there. we? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. I am on a flight drive. Maybe we can do that. Uh, Harriet Tubman, 1896, uh, said this. I was the conductor of the Underground Railroad for eight years, and I can say what most conductors can't say. I never ran my, ran my track. I never ran my train off the track, and I never lost a passenger. Some people think that uh, when they hear Underground Railroad that it's actually a railroad that's in a tunnel that goes underground. That is not true. It was a series of hiding places between the south and the free lands of Canada or down south uh, to Mexico. So uh, let's hear more about the conductors and abolitionists next week. And then we'll go into um, some of the uh, fugitive slave narratives. And again, I would like to say that the information I used today was from Eastern Illinois University. All right, so let's go back to 2022. 
Join us at Endzone Bar and Grill for a karaoke contest every Friday starting February 4th at 8 p.m. Only two winners each week will move forward to Week 5's grand finale. The grand prize is two VIP passes, parking pass, and meal to Freedom Fest held at the Morrow County Fairgrounds. Grand prize sponsored by Finley Entertainment. Join us on July 1st and 2nd for Freedom Fest. Special thanks go to Finley Entertainment, Betsy Wright, Remax Achievers, Broom Sisters of Morrow County, Native Karaoke and DJ Service, and End Zone Bar and Grill for making this event happen. All right, Mike. Hey, this was just released 13 minutes ago. Okay. Howard Hesseman from oh, WKRP. Yes. Yes. Passed away. He was Johnny Fever. At 81 degrees, 81 degrees, 81 years of age. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it just, uh, he had complications from a colon surgery that he recently had. Okay. Um, so that was just shared. Um, anyway, so uh, thank you for sharing the uh, Underground Railroad stuff. That was fun. Um, I don't think I have anything else for this week. No, but to go back to uh, Kevin Hout's uh, question there, one of the favorite places in Morrow County to go sledding used to be Jackson's Hill. Oh, yes. We're, um, Never done it. Uh, the Snows live there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, most right, people. Right next door to uh, the north campus. Of Gilead Christian South campus. South, South yes. campus of Gilead Christian Yes, School. yes. Yeah. And uh, I've never been there. Uh, when I was growing up on Sunfish Road, we, we had a hill right next to us in the, in the pasture. Oh, yeah. So That's a pretty good hill, too. That was perfect. <laughs> I'm sure you could only go up and down maybe, what, three or four times? Well, my sister and I had an agreement. I let her have the sled half the time. I had it going down. She had it going up. Wow. She fell for that, huh? <laughs> no, she didn't. Oh, I was going to say. Oh, geez. I think my son could probably get the girls to do that now for about uh, five minutes, and then they would be... They'd catch on pretty quick. They're they're pretty smart. So um, let's see. Anything else going on th- uh, this week, Mike? Do you know anything? Um, I have nothing else. I think you pretty well covered it. We, I mean, we've we've shared a ton of stuff uh, this week. So, all right, folks. I guess that is going to do it this week for us. And until next time, stay safe. Uh, remember. It's easier to shovel your driveway and your sidewalks little by little. Do it frequently. Don't try to do it all at once, especially if we end up with 16 inches of snow. Uh, You know, Mike, one of the busiest times in the emergency department is after the snow starts falling. Right. And it's not always car accidents, but heart attacks. Right. Back strains. Right. Broken bones, things like that, Uh, especially if we get ice. So... All right, folks, until next time. Oh, one last fact. Well, wait. Uh, I've got my snap bottle. Okay. Or snapple, excuse me. <laughs> this fact, I thought this was interesting. Do you know what a group of porcupines is called? Oh, geez, I don't. It's called a prickle. A prickle of porcupines? A prickle, a prickle of porcupines. <laughs> Easy for of, you to say. A prickle of porcupines <laughs> picked a pack of pickled peppers. If a prickle of porcupines. Goodbye, Joey. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. Take care. <laughs>